Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Give the Lord the Lord a shout of praise. You can make a Holy Ghost crazy noise in the house. Shout! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm chilling in the Holy Ghost. See, in August, we would have a Holy Ghost service. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost party. Just Holy Ghost party. With a great service. Does that sound great? Holy Ghost party. Just come and be chilling in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Give the Lord the loudest shout of praise. You can. Hallelujah. Please take your seat in God's presence. Glory to God. I love that. Amen. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm chilling in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow, that was some energy there. Amen. Glory to God. Let me say, neighbor, look at me very well. Say, neighbor, look at me very well. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm chilling in the Holy Ghost. Say, neighbor, my face show. My shoes shine. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is my logo. Make some noise. Glory to God. Amen. Please let me preach this morning. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, turn with me your Bibles to the book of Hebrews. Glory to God. God has a word for you this morning, the book of Hebrews. Somebody say if there is Hebrews and there will be Hebrews. <laughs> Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hello. Don't let me embarrass myself. <laughs> let me I receive self-control. In Jesus' name. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Verse 1 to 2. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. If you're there, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. Says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay, let us show off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance or with patience the race set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer. And perfecter of our faith. Glory to God. Let's turn to the book of Eb the book of First Corinthians. First Corinthians, chapter one. Glory be to God. First Corinthians one. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Glory to God. But let's just take Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a popular scripture. It's for I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. To give you an expected end. Let's go to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 2. Exodus is after Genesis. If you don't know where Exodus is, um, I need to join the Sunday school. Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 to 15. Exodus 2, 11 to 15. Are you there? Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 to 15. You know the story. If you don't know that, I will read it to you. One day after Moses had grown up, he went up to where his own people were and watched them at their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his own people. Looking this way and that, so he looked this way, he looked that way, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian. Don't forget, God had told him that he would be the deliverer of his people, the Israelites. And the Bible says, when he killed the Egyptian, he hid him in the sand. The next day, he went out and saw two Hebrews fighting. He asked the one in the wrong, why are you eating your fellow Hebrew? The man said, who made you ruler and judge over us? Are you thinking of killing me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, what I did must have become known. And you know what happened? He left and fled to Midian and he was there for another 40 years. Praise God. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would anoint your word. Speak to us the way only you can in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus. And my soul says a loud amen. And just says a loud amen. God has a plan for every life. And we see that in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, the plans I have for you, they are plans of good. And in case you're doubt, it says, are not of evil. Glory to God. And just in case you're here this morning, and you've ever wondered if God has a plan for your life, I came to announce to you this morning that God has a plan for your life. And the good news about this plan is that the plans that God has for us, they are not just ordinary plans. The plans he has for our lives are good plans. They are great plans. He says, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. To give us a future and to give us an expected end. And we also need to realize that the fulfillment of God's plans and purpose for our lives is dependent and inched on our ability to follow God's plan for our lives. So even though God has a great plan for your life, even though God has spoken glorious things concerning your life, God has a great destiny ahead of you. But you see, you can make a choice not to follow that plan that God has for your life. So it's great that God has a plan for our lives. God has an amazing plan for our lives. But you see, the onus, the responsibility is on us. 
to follow strictly in adherence to the plans that God has for our lives. Glory to God. So God can have a good plan for a man's life, but it may not come to pass. That plan may not come to pass if that man does not follow God's leading and ensure that the plan that God has for him or her comes to pass. And watch this. The plan that God has for every life is not the same. Are you in church this morning? It's not the same. God has a unique plan for every life. The plan he has for A is not the plan he has for B. So he has plans for all of us as his children. But the plan he has for us are unique plans. The plans he has for us are customized. So even though there are two people, maybe who were born on the same day, maybe they are born you know, as a twin, God, the plan that God has for Taiwo is different, all right, from the plan that God has from the second person. I know two people who were born on the same day, I mean, older, they are far, far older. One is a pastor, the other works in the airport. Look at that far gap. So that tells you that God has a plan for every life. And the plan he has for every life is a unique plan. Say with me, say God has a unique plan for my life. I can't say God has a unique plan for my life. The greatest mistake anyone can make is to begin to compare their lives with other people. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have finished my course. So everyone has a course. Everyone has a journey. Everyone has a destiny that God has ordained that they must walk in. Whether they like it or not. There is nothing you can do against God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life is God's plan for your life. And you have no choice. Glory to God. That's why Paul says, Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. He says, Necessity is laid upon me. I must preach the gospel. Glory to God. So I have finished my... You know, we live in, a, in an age where people compare themselves, you know, and begin to say, Oh, this one is doing better. And let me say this to you. The fact that people are making progress doesn't mean that you are failing. The fact that your neighbor is succeeding doesn't mean you're failing. Because in the grand scheme of God, the plan he has for your life is a different kind of plan. Glory to God. I'm going somewhere. I'm just laying for you. I'm not even started preaching this morning. Praise God. So in Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible says that you should run with patience. The race that is set before you. Part of my job this morning is to let you know that life is a race. And the race of life is not a spiritual race. And that's where a lot of people miss it. The race of life is not a natural race. Pardon me. The race of life is a spiritual race. Life itself is a race. Life is a journey. And the race of life is a marathon. Glory to God. Everyone starts, but not everyone finishes. So there are people who start, 
Their life's journey, their life's race, but never finish. May you finish well in the name of Jesus. So may you finish well in the name of Jesus. The journey to the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for our lives is a spiritual race. There's a way you can run your race and you're guaranteed of reaching the place that God has ordained for you. The Bible says everyone runs, right? But one runs that he may obtain the price. Say so what you have to do is to take heed of how you run. Glory to God. That should be 1 Corinthians 9, if I'm not mistaken. 1 Corinthians 9, maybe from 23, 24. Glory to God. Let me just read that to us. Thank you, Jesus. Right, correct. It says, do you not know, 1 Corinthians 9, I need everyone to say this, this is very important. 1 Corinthians 9 from 24, says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? It says, run in such a way as to get the prize. So there's a way that you can run, that you are guaranteed of getting the prize. Right? There's a way you can run your life's race, your life's journey that you're guaranteed of getting the price. There's a way you can also run that you are not guaranteed of getting the price. May you run your race well. And may you finish well in Jesus' precious name. So the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life is dependent on how you follow God's plan for your life. How do you run? Number one, run with patience. Run with patience. It says, wherefore sin that we're encompassed with so great cloud of witnesses, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So you see there also, there's a race set before us, but there's a way we have to run that race. We have to run that race with patience. The truth of the matter is that you will never be able to fulfill God's plan for your life if you're not patient. A lot of people forget that all of us are running a different race and that God's plan for our lives varies. Glory to God. A lot of people have become so impatient in their desires to see God's plan fulfilled in their lives. And they begin to try to help God. And begin to try to use ungodly means. Glory to God. God has promised you a child. Can you wait to have that child? And that was what happened to Abraham. God has given the word. But he was trying to help God. Shortcuts will always cut your life short. And that's not a rhyme. You must learn to believe God that God will bring to pass what he has said to you. A lot of people are in a haste. They want to prove a point. A lot of people feel like, oh, their lives is not making progress. They are not moving forward. 
they forget that you're celebrating your neighbor, but you just never know if it's in their time, if it's their season to celebrate. That's why the Bible says, Rejoice with them that rejoice. So at the point, at the time when you're waiting for your miracle to manifest, you're celebrating, you're rejoicing with other people from a genuine heart and see God come true for you. I remember, I think it was about three years ago, a friend of mine bought a car, a brand new car. And you know, while we were trying to rejoice and celebrate, and then that bad spirit told me that, look at your car. Look at your car. He brought the car to our house. He says, look at you, look at you, look at you, look at you. And I was almost entering, you know, a depression mode. Almost holding back. I said, no way, no way. You must always tell yourself that when God is in your neighborhood, then he's, he's going to come to you soon. When God blesses somebody around you, what that means is that God is in your neighborhood and is coming to you very soon. So you have to learn to rejoice with them that rejoice. Your friend got the car, rejoice with them. Your friend got married, rejoice with them. Your friend shares testimony, rejoice with them. And say, see what the Lord has done. I'm trusting God. In fact, there was a time we got married, we were trusting God for a child. And, you know, not, we were not trusting God like that. We are believing God, you know, my wife will get pregnant and all that. And then we had a couple who got married some months after us. And they, you know, got pregnant and all that. And guess what we did? We went to sow a seed into their lives. Am I correct? So you must teach yourself to strip yourself of every element of strife. Because you see, a lot of people are come to a place where they become ungrateful for what God is doing in their life because God did something for other people and they felt like it should have been them. It should not have been you. Newsflash. Because God is coming for you. Say, say, neighbor, God is coming for you. I can't hear you say, neighbor, God is coming for you. Stand to your feet and go to fire and tell them, neighbor, God is coming for you. God is coming for you. Rejoice with them that rejoice. God is coming for you. It will soon be your turn. It will soon be your time. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Don't get tired of rejoicing with those that rejoice. So we are running a different race and we must come to a place where we are truly grateful. Our gratitude is not dependent on what God is doing in other people's life. Our gratitude is dependent on what God is currently doing in your life. Because it's possible that you forget. And that's why the Bible says, Thou shalt remember the Lord your God. Because it is it like you have to get wealth. So if God is saying to man that thou shall remember, it means that it's possible for men to forget. In fact, he says that, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not. Because it is possible to forget. Some people forget where God has taken them from. They forget the miracles and the testimonies that they have seen. How God literally showed up for them. And their focus, their mind is fixated on what they don't have. Rather for them to be grateful for what they have. Run with patience. 
the race that is set before you. We belong to a microwave generation that wants this now. We have become so time conscious, forgetting that God does not operate in the realm of time. God doesn't operate. You are the one that counts months, weeks. God does not count. God is an eternal God. He doesn't operate by Kronos. He operates by Kairos. So God does not count years, days. You are the one that knows that you are 40 and you are normal. You are the one that knows time. You are the one that knows that at 25, you are sleeping in your parents' house. You are the one that knows that. You are the one that knows that by now, by now, I should be married. By now, I should have a job. By now, I should work in a multinational company. You are the one that counts all that. God does not count. God is counting his plan, his eternal plan for your life. That's what matters to God. And that's what should matter to you. Glory to God. A lot of times, people genuinely hear from God. And look at the story of Moses. God told him, I'm going to use you to deliver my people from, from, from Egypt to the promised land. God spoke to him. But because of lack of patience, he saw someone maltreating his brother and he was trying to help because he was trying to fulfill what God has said to him by his own power and strength and one thing you must come to understand is that you can never fulfill the plan of God for your life by your own power by your own strength glory be to God you must rely absolutely on God in fact, because of his lack of patience, he killed an Egyptian, right? And then because of fear, he had to go to Midian. And guess what? He was in Midian for 40 years. You see that patience you don't want to have, you will still have it. Glory to God. So you must run with patience. There's still such a thing as God making all this beautiful in its time. And that's one of the virtues that people have lost. That's why you see things like Jehovah Shab Shab. God can do it now. Blessings now. Miracles now. Promotion now. Not everything happens now. The Bible says satisfy us early. But some things sometimes are delayed. For reasons best known to God. Because he's sovereign. He cannot be questioned. Glory to God. He knows what you need at every point in time. He knows what you need for season here. And he provides. That's what the Bible says. That he makes all things beautiful in his time. By now. By now. By now. Now it's great to have goals. I have goals. I have visions. I have plans. If you know me closely, you know I, I operate by those principles. But you see, it doesn't always work that way. I hear what I'm saying this morning. Things doesn't always work that way. By 30, I bought my first car. By 30, I built my first house. It doesn't always work that way. Glory to God. I'm close to 40. I don't have a house. It doesn't bother me. Amen. Because I'm going to have an estate. You hear what I'm saying? You didn't get that. You see, when God comes late, he comes big. 
So you must learn patience. You must understand that God is at work in your life. Glory to God. You know that a sports car, I hear the analogy. Many years ago, there was a you know, petrol tank and I was going slowly, slowly, slowly. Then a sports car just drove past that petrol tank. I was going ahead, was going. But did you know that the sports car went to wait for that petrol tank at the filling station? To buy fuel. Because the fuel that that sports car needs is in the petrol tanker. You are a petrol tanker. Oh, you are not hearing what I'm saying this morning. They may go buy their house, build their house. Get my, you are coming also. You are coming also. It doesn't yet appear what it shall be. But you know <laughs> that when you appear, it's going to be grand appearance. Glory to God. Grand appearance. And you must understand to live your life with that principle. Living with patience in the fulfillment of God's plan for your life. Glory be to God. God makes all things beautiful. Son. To fulfill God's plan for, for our lives, you must learn to rest in the promises of God without having any regard for time. Because we know and understand that God is always on time. And his word is yea and amen. Somebody say amen to that. Glory to God. Canadian said, God said to him, I'd rather you were too slow than too fast when you're trying to follow my leading. Because if you're too slow, if you're slow, you can still see me ahead. But if you're too fast, you won't be able to see me because you will miss me completely. So I would rather be too slow. How many of you here, you're desperate to succeed? I know your hands will not be up. You, you want to, you, you want to make a, you want to make a statement. You want to, you want to tell your world that a shell lived. And trust me, my hands are up. But you see, I want to succeed. But you see, I want to succeed in the plan of God for my life. I want to succeed with following God's plan for my life. With patience. Glory to God. Now, patience is not you now go and sleep and say, I'm not, I want to be patient. Pastor has taught patience. Going forward, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to be very patient. No drive, no vision, nothing. <laughs> Your poverty will be, will be pro max. I'm telling you. So you run with patience. The Bible says, let patience have a perfect work. That you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews 6, let's read from 12 to 15. Hebrews chapter 6. Can I have it? Hebrews 6, 12 to 15. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 6, 12 to 15. All right. It says, we do not want you to become lazy. No, let me say, neighbor, this word is for you. Don't be lazy. 
but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been what? Verse 13. And patience. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so, after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was what? After what? After waiting. Now, I think waiting would have been enough. But he says, after waiting what? Next verse. Next verse. He says, men swore by someone greater than themselves and hold. So he says, he patiently endured. I mean, what kind of condition is that? He didn't see that. He says, he patiently endured. Right? He could have said that he was patient or he endured. Either or both would have been great. But he says, he patiently endured. Says, neighbor, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. And that's a word for somebody here. Calm down. Calm down. You will, you, the things that you, you will have it. You will have it. You will have it. You want to travel abroad. You, you, you want to travel. You will not have time. When you say, oh, you know, I say, there's no time. I want to go, but there's no time. I don't have time. But there will be a time that it will be prayer point. God, I want to travel. Let me just go abroad, Bene. Let me just travel abroad. And say, calm down. You will have it. You will marry then you get married, you know, that you want to be single. I'm serious. Sometimes I feel like that. I have a great marriage, a very great marriage. But sometimes you wish you can just be single. Nobody's telling you what to eat. Nobody's telling you that you don't lay the bed well. You, you just live your life anyhow. Nobody's telling you, I mean, nobody's telling you anything. You are in charge. Praise God. They, they will fight you for not eating balanced diet. Is it your diet? Do you know what I'm saying? But there are people that, oh, their greatest dream in life is to get married. Then you get married, then your eyes just open. Oh, wow. There are people that look at married women or married men and they're like, wow. Then with the married, we're looking at you, we're like, wow. We're all looking at you. Each other, wow, wow, seriously. I'm telling you the truth. Calm down. Calm down. I remember many years ago, about nine years ago, when I was, no, not nine years ago, maybe eight, nine years, when my pastor was going to travel and he would say, Oh, I'm working on my visa. I'm like, What's visa? Visa. And he said, I'm going to the airport. I'm like, where is that? Like, it was foreign. Like, 
was foreign nine years ago. Some of you will look back nine years, you'll be amazed at how your life would have radically transformed. And I was learning how to drive. I was learning how to drive. Oh, that one is over nine years. And they'll say, oh, you know, or she, you know, be, be careful. Be, be careful. The first day I drove a car that had AC, I wanted to fit. I'm like, wow. See lives, see levels. See levels. Wow. Ah! Oh, more. See life. Then you, then, then sometimes, but now sometimes you, you're like, can you just drop the car and take a bike? Anybody like that? You realize that the things that you're, you want to kill yourself on, you want to die, we die here. You realize that you achieve those things and it's nothing to you. There are people that all they want to have is sex, 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 sex. You get my example? When you see bills, they say, come, you say, I'm not coming. I'm okay, just, just leave me like this. And we say, calm down. Calm down. Let God bring this word to pass in your life. There are people that want to do great things. They just want to do great things all of a sudden. But you don't know that the path to greatness is service. Nobody does great things without doing small things first. Be patient. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody said the, the patient dog is the fattest. Ah, somebody said, ah, pastor. No. The patient dog will not find anything to eat. <laughs> the patient dog will be hungry. It sounds funny, right? But you see, that's the truth. You read the story of Anna and Penina. Penina had a lot of children. Before they touch her, she's pregnant. Before they touch her, she's pregnant. That's Penina. But for years, Anna did not have a child. But when Anna had a child, till today, we still talk about Samuel. You can't remember any of Penina's children. They were useless. You can't remember them. God is preparing you for a Samuel testimony. Run with patience the race that is set before you. Number two, run with preparation. God always prepares you for his plan for your life. God always prepares you for his plan for your life. Deuteronomy chapter 8, Deuteronomy 8 from verse 1 to 5 says, Be careful to follow every command. I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Remember the Lord your God. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you 
that man must not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In the days of preparation, it may look like you're hidden. It's because God is preparing you for a greater glory. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? And he wants you to build a solid foundation because of the structure he wants to put on you. God is going to put a massive structure on you. But because of that, he wants you to go through the process. Glory to God. I have looked at my life and I found this to be true. I mean, I worked full time for about maybe 10 years or something. And it looked like when I clocked 35, two years ago, I was, I was in a state of depression. So I looked at my life. You know, there are some ages that when you clock, you would think, you will now start thinking like an adult. When you clock 25, you will cut cake. You will cut cake, you know. When you clock 21, you will cut cake. You will celebrate, oh, 21. 21 is here. When you clock 25, you cut cake. When you, when you clock 30, the celebration will reduce a bit. Of course, you'll be excited. 30 is here. So as you are celebrating, you are thinking about your future. When you clock 35, as a man or as a woman, you now start, whatever, you now start asking yourself. Yeah, anybody like that here? Yes. You start asking yourself, what have I achieved with my life? Then you, when you enter 40, you will now enter depression mode. If you think you have not achieved anything. So I was thinking about, I was just reflecting about my next, my, my last, you know, 10 years. I remember when I clocked 25, I remember the picture so, so much. And I'm like, what? I'm 35. Wow. And I started asking God, I said, you now remember all the promises that God told you. I said, God, I, I mean, then I thought all those years were wasted. Because I thought, I, I, if I know the things I know now, in terms of knowledge about certain things, I felt, ah, by now, you know, there's a way you feel like by now. But you see, everything was a part of the, of the journey. Everything. Never look back at your life with regrets. Because everything is a journey. Everything is a part of the process that God is taking you through for you to be that person he has ordained you to become. Come and say amen to that. And God spoke to me and he said, none of those years were wasted. And I look back and I'm grateful that what I do now, the current state of life I am right now, the things I do right now, were the trainings I got from those years that is sustaining me in what I'm doing right now. Somebody say amen to that. So you must understand that God is preparing you, glory to God. He's preparing you for a future. He's preparing you for the plans that he has for your life. And no time of preparation is wasted. Glory to God. The reality is that your preparation time might not always be comfortable. But if you hang in there and subject yourself to those trainings, you'll be ready to take on the next stage 
in the plan of God for your life. I remember back in the day in school, spend time, spend hours praying in the Holy Ghost, pray for six hours, pray for 12 hours, several times. All those were preparation. Because the Bible says, walk while it is day. For the time would come when no man will be able to walk. So you run with patience. Look at David. David was at the backside of the desert, attending to sheep. But you see, everything, and, and I say this to people, if you walk in a place where you feel like you're underpaid, there are people that walk in a place that you feel like you're underpaid. It's a part of the journey. I hear what I'm saying this morning. It's a part of the journey. It's a part of the process. Because God is teaching you. He's teaching you humility. I mean, there are people that the way they started their business was just serving in the church. Carrying cameras like in the media. And now what they eat is from those times of serving in the house of God. Somebody, somebody understand what I'm saying? So you need to know that there is no time that is lost because God is always preparing us. David was at the backside of the desert. Can you imagine? You were at the backside of the desert and he was there, almost forgotten, at that backside of the desert. Nobody saw him. He was ostracized. He was behind. He was not in the grand scheme of things as it were. He was forgotten. He was in the backside of the desert. But you see, your efforts in the secret, God has a way of rewarding them openly. There are people that look as if they are cheating you. And I always say to people that who you are becoming is more important than what you are getting. Because at the backside of the deserts, you're evolving, you're changing, your character is being built. Right? You're becoming a man, a woman. Because you see, what sustains people up there is not their skill, it's their character. Whatever brings men down went up with them. But some people just never paid attention to those things. Glory to God. You must understand that preparation is a part of the process. So what are you doing right now? Some of you, some of you, I mean, I was just in my wife this morning. There was a lady who worked for me. I started a company during COVID. It was called Save and Buy. I don't know if you saw it online. Save and Buy. I started a company during COVID. I've started different things. I started a company and, you know, she was working with me, you know, almost free of charge and all that. And then she traveled abroad. And then where she was working, where she, she wanted to get a job in a place. And then they had to refer. She had to refer to that. So there's nothing you're doing right now. In fact, there was a guy who went to a Bible school, right? No, he did an academy in a course, in a, in a church. 
And then he moved to the U.S. And a part of his CV was that he led a team of academic students. And that was how he got the job. So some people tell us, serve in church. If, if I bring out my CV for you. When I wrote my CV, I needed extra sheets. Because everything is a part of the process. There is nothing you're doing right now that is a waste of your time. Everything God is preparing you for a greater future is preparing you for a greater destiny. It's all in the plan. It's all in the process. It's all a part of the package. So do not despise your days of preparation because God is working on you. He's shaping you. He's molding you. He's creating you into that person he has ordained you to be. There's nothing that happens to you by chance. You must understand that. God is working on you. Number three, run, dropping every weight. Says, lay aside the weight and the sins that easily beset you. There are things that will hinder you from being that person, from fulfilling God's plan for your life. For Moses, it was hunger. There are people here that you see, that anger that they've been talking to you about for years, your mom has told you, your grandmother has told you, that anger is what will finish your destiny if you're not careful. Some people say things like, I don't know how to, when I'm angry, I don't know how to control myself. Continue. What do you, I mean, there was this story that trended many years ago about the guy, was it, was the guy's name that went on to slap somebody? I can't remember. Was it Will Smith? That went on stage to, I'm sure they would have been talking. It was a global disgrace. The guy that made the joke, was he wrong? Was he wrong? Now you are afraid. Was he wrong? He was wrong. But you see, you can you cannot you cannot control how people, you know, but you can control how you react. That's what people fail to realize. You, you, you are your wife. Any you slap that. One day you will slap your boss. One day, there was a guy that I know walked somewhere, and then he got angry and slapped his colleague. That's how he lost his job last year. Last year, March or April, he got angry, and then you know there was a before he knew it, he had slapped the lady. I'm sure the mother has told him. Hey, TJ, this is your hunger. Say, ah, that's how I am. He lost his job. <laughs> Glory to God. Tell your neighbor, we are telling you now. Wait and sin that easily beset you. Some people is lie. Lies. Some people can lie. If they tell you good morning, you have to go and check. It truly is. It's morning. Because they, they, I met somebody, they, out of their belly flows lies. And it's, it's lies. Lies. 
many of you ladies here, you like, you like a guy that lies. You just, you just love lies. You just... Some people, it's malice. They can, even with the dead, they'll keep malice. I don't take nonsense. I don't, I, no, 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 no. Ah, no, no. I, I, I can go one year. They, it's like an achievement for them. I won't keep malice going. Ah. Lift your two hands to him and say, I will fulfill my purpose. Say, God's plan for me will not shortchanged. Say, I yield myself to your plans and your purpose for my life. I trust you that by your help, in the name of Jesus, I will be all that you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace and strength in Jesus' precious name. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibetsu podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibetsu or at Grace Made NG.